2: What's going on? This is BGN Radio, episode number 257. I'm Jimmy Kemski from PhillyBoys.com. With me, as always, Brandon Lee in Bleeding your nation. Uh, cloudy day today. Nice and cool. Short practice again. Only an hour and 15 minutes here on day two. Day one was 58 minutes. We were in and out of there pretty quick today. Um, some interviews at, thereafter, Jason Kelsey, etc. How are you doing, buddy, on day two? Jimmy, I'm holding in,
1: we have it so rough, the Eagles taking a break, essentially, after their first day on Wednesday, having the walkthrough on Thursday, so no notes, no practice, podcast, none of that, but we're back today for the start of a grueling two-day stretch (laughs) from Friday to Saturday before the Eagles are off again on Sunday, off for the first time for real, no walkthrough or anything, just an actual off day uh, for the team, Uh, but we have some stuff to get into from today's episode or in today's episode, I should say. But before we do that all, I have some breaking news oh. for you, Jimmy. Some very right. special news here on the podcast. What is the discount code that I usually say for Right to Smell in Craft Beer? GN 15 Well, I have a oh, is it going very up? exciting development. It's going up. That's right. For <laughs> August Because Righteous Felon Craft Turkey loves the listeners so much. And Eagle season is almost here, Jimmy, and they're getting excited. Everyone's getting excited. And, you know, what better time to load up on Righteous Felon Craft Turkey, you know, than to have it for the season. So you're snacking away on Sunday as you're watching the games by going to, right to Sell selling craft jerky and using discount code BGN20. That's right, BGN20 for 20% off your order. You wanna go use that discount code. Look, if you've been waiting to t- pull the trigger, you know, on trying this, now's the time. Because eventually, at some point, probably gonna go back down to BGN15, so why not get it now when you can get 20% off instead of 15? That's discount code BGN20 for 20% off.
2: Basically, if you don't, it means you hate Brian Dawkins. That is true. Right. Because BGN 20, you know, it's this number. Right. Exactly. All right. So today's practice. uh, (laughs) I I read through a a few other people's practice notes just out of curiosity after I wrote mine and uh, it was pretty uniform across the board. I mean, the, the defense handled uh, the offense today. It was a down day for sure for Jalen hurts. Um, Would you say it was more that the defense was good or the offense was sloppy and bad? Well, in the world we live in, Jimmy, can it be many people, (laughs) many
1: people seem to believe that only one thing can be true, but I am of the mind (laughs) that more than one thing can be true. And I think there were some hurts throws that were just bad throws, like inaccurate throws, Um, like looking at. You know, the defense and just not seeing things clearly. Like, on the, the one interception he had, the, like when he was picked off by Monte Maddox, don't really know what he was looking at on that play. I think there was another play, too, where... And I don't know his reads and everything, so mm-hmm. I want to give him some level of grace with this, but he ended up checking down to Kenny Gainwell. I mean, A.J. Brown was streaking open down the field. He thought... So.
2: A.J. Brown thought he was open.
1: Yeah. A.J. Brown yes, thought A.J.
2: Brown was open, is what I mean.
1: Right. He... It wasn't like... Oh, you know, yes, he had a reaction. So it seemed like it was it wasn't just, you know, a clear out and it was he was a decoy. Uh, And if he was, you know, it's A.J. Brown. Why would he only be doing that? But, yeah, just not the best day for Hertz. Um, It doesn't mean a ton. It's just one bad day. But, you know, you want to see some stacking of the positive days. And I don't even if you want to argue that he was better in the first practice, it seems like I think you and I might have been lower than the consensus for what that's worth Mm. on the first practice. He certainly was not good today. And it's not what you want to see. So to answer your question, though, because I didn't answer your question, I think it's a mix of both. I think the defense did some good things for sure. But I also also don't think it was like the – it wasn't like they were the 85 Bears, as people like to say out there. And they were just so great that no one could have stood a chance against them.
2: Were you even alive in 1985? I was
1: born in 1991, so no.
2: That was the first Super Bowl that I really remember. Uh, I was born in 77. Uh, so I was like eight years old, I guess. I remember that team very well. Like that was Walter Payton, Payton of course, on offense, Jim McMahon. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, he was up and down. Hurts was up and down day one, day two, definitely down. Um, I think when you compare it to last year, though, last year he was flat out bad. The first few practices of camp. And then uh, as the summer kind of progressed, so did Jalen Hurts. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think it's just also just generally speaking and you've had this conversation before uh i, I believe with mike quick where mike quick uh mm. pointed out that you know the offense is going to be behind early in camp and sure uh, the deep that's like this is the time of camp where the defense usually has the upper hand because there's less coordination required on the defense's part than there is offensively like there's got timing has to be down um You know, everyone, you know, everyone kind of has to be on the same page and whatnot. I mean, they do have continuity in terms of the same coaching staff and the same offensive line, basically the same uh, skill position players. So, you know, they know each other all well, but, you know, they're still kind of ramping up and and getting back on the same page after being away for so long. So, yeah, that's part of it. Um, Certainly you'd prefer that Jalen Hurts came out and was just really good right off the bat. Uh, But that doesn't happen so far. Long way to go in camp, uh and we're only two practices down. But I think today for me, uh if we're on our uh trademarked uh stock up, stock down, mm-hmm. stock neutral, uh, you know, daily uh judgment of, of Jalen Hurts, I think today was clear stock down day.
1: Yeah, definitely. So Still waiting for that full-on stock-up day through two days so far, and I'm sure we'll see that at some point. And again, it'd be nice to see those days stacked, not just having one-offs, but to see that consistency and building on that. And it's quite possible, like you said, that we see the best of Hertz later in camp. Mm -hmm. We saw that last year. It's very possible he goes into those joint training camp practices against the Browns and Dolphins and, and turns in a strong performance. So that would be what you would want to see happen, but we will see on that front. I think one of the things to me that stood out about the defense, Jimmy, is Eagles might indeed actually have some linebackers because mm-hmm. some good plays by the linebackers earlier in camp. I gave TJ Edwards my MVP for day one. Uh, Kaiser White had a play today I thought was really impressive. I will tip my hand and play of the day and say that him uh, sacking Jalen Hurts. Really? After that play play, where, play yeah, of the day, huh? Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. Hertz was uh, drifting over to the left, which is not his forte. Mm-hmm. And Kaiser White had the closing speed to get in on him and, and sack him and blow that bad boy up. And it's—I was looking back at uh, Johnny Page, who I mentioned a lot here on BGN, his film review on Kaiser White, mm-hmm. and I was like curious to see if this is something he had mentioned in his film study. And sure enough, it was—he he, the same phrase that closing speed that Kaiser White has. Like that's something that really stands out on tape with him. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it now with between that um, and obviously Redick is kind of a linebacker, edge rusher really is what he should be, at least shouldn't be dropping into coverage. But I'm I'm wondering between him and a the Kobe Dean, who has a reputation for being good as rushing the passer. I mm-hmm. almost wonder if that's getting underrated. You know, we think about, OK, why is the Eagles pass rush going to be better than it was last year? Well, they added Reddick. You know, they added Jordan Davis. You think about the defensive line, like mm-hmm. that's where your mind first goes. But I think the impact of these linebackers after we're so used to watching illegal's years past, you know, especially under Schwartz being, you know, a team that really relies on their front four. I think Dean, I think White, I think these guys are gonna have an impact in terms of rushing the passer. So yeah, I definitely like what we've seen from them. Even Davion Taylor today. Yeah, um, had, he had, a good, the interception. He had a good day. Yep on a tip ball and then also uh really basically uh could have been a fumble if boston scott got two steps down but probably an incompletion instead where he just popped boston scott right after uh the ball touched scott's hands and broke that up so and that's something positive as well in terms of davion taylor i thought looked really good early on in camp last year and then he got hurt so kind of got uh you know any progress he made was washed away by that but he's starting out strong again, and. You know, when you look at those three guys, I still don't think we've seen a ton from Nakobe yet. It's early. It's fine. Linebackers take time, as Jim Schwartz would say, to kind of, you know, get adjusted to the defense. It's a tougher transition for them maybe than some other positions, um, but some encouraging things from that position specifically.
2: He's been kind of the forgotten guy this offseason, or maybe um, forgotten guy is the wrong way to put it, but like sort of the dismissed guy by Us and other media people, I guess, because, you know, they they brought in Kaiser White, they drafted N'Kobe Dean, they have DJ Edwards coming back. And I think it's pretty clear that he's probably the fourth linebacker at this point, even though he's entering his third year. But he has mostly played either on first or second team uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the first. I mean, we're only two days deep here, but um, you look at his season last year and. He was starting to play a little bit better. He definitely played better mm-hmm. in year two than he did his his rookie year. He was a mess. He didn't know what he, he just didn't know what he was doing. Um, year two, he had a better idea of what he was doing. He had that big game against Denver where he had the forced fumble that was returned by Darius Slay for the touchdown. I think he had a, an additional forced fumble in that game, if I recall correctly. Uh, but that was his best game as a pro, and I was that his la- also his last game last year.
1: Maybe I don't remember, but he. He was dealing with injuries going back to camp. Like he was
2: in and out of the lineup. So he he got hurt somewhere in the middle of the year. I believe it was, uh, I I believe he didn't play again after that Denver game. I could be wrong. Uh, but he, uh, around that time of the season, he was, he was just done, uh, for the year. Like they didn't completely shut him down. (laughs) Like he just kind of lingered on the injury report, if I recall, or he was on, he was on that short term IR. And then it became Mm -hmm. apparent near the end of the year that he wasn't coming off of it. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, he, he's he's a guy that could still potentially make some noise. I guess we'll see. But, yeah, on, on your broader point that the uh, the linebacker position looks like it may actually be okay this year as opposed to previous years where it was an unmitigated disaster at times, mm-hmm. uh, it's good, it's good sign for the defense for sure. Oh, one other play I'll mention too by Davion. Um, there's sure. a play where Hertz was scrambling to his left and – a guy, a guy just came like a blur across the field and cut off the angle uh for Hertz down the sideline and uh Hertz just ducked out of bounds. Uh but he he looked Dave Ontario was very fast uh and athletic on that play. You do not hate to see it if you're an Eagles fan. Actually,
1: you know, not just off season idle speculation that the linebackers are finally gonna be better, but actually some positive signs across the board, not just by one player. So of course the real games will be the real test but early on encouraging signs in that regard I think people will sign up for that for now. Um what else stood out to you today?
2: So um Miles Sanders today was with hmm. the uh second team offense that doesn't mean anything at all. Um just a fact. Uh we dinged him. does it mean nothing? It means nothing. It means, no- it they're, means they're nothing. Just, they're they're playing guys at different They they're given I think they're, they're just giving AJ Brown the second just team. giving. Ever? Well, I mean, they're just giving Kenny Gainwell some some reps with the first team and Boston Scott some because running backs go down. Like these guys have to have experience mm-hmm. with the first team offense. I don't think it's. I don't really think it's a big deal at all. Uh, We certainly dinged. But they never Miles did that Sanders. before. They never used to do that. I think they've done that before.
1: I don't think this much. I don't, with Sanders, this much for the. Second, I mean, it was it's just, just one day. This is one day. Sure, but it's, it's, I'm not saying he's definitely benched, but I thought it was a little curious. It's a little he's noteworthy. He's not
2: benched. Come on, man.
1: I didn't say he's benched. <laughs> I said, I just said, I don't think it's me. It means that, but I don't remember this happening before commonly. It's one day, but it, they didn't used to always do this. Did they do this last year?
2: I don't think it means anything whatsoever. It means nothing. Okay. Then why did they do it? And why did they never do it before? Well, I mean, my, why are they just changing it, it up? Yes. Um, my guess is that they just want to get some first team reps for Kenny. And Gamewell why do and they Boston want to Scott. get first
1: team reps for G- Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott now, when they like, didn't used to do that.
2: Well, Boston Scott has to play at some point every year, it seems because running backs go down, but isn't it weird that and like, Kenny game? is going to be part of the, I mean, he's going to be part of the offense this year. Did Sanders get like any first
1: team though? Isn't it weird? Like, it wasn't a mix and he was just second team. Like can't you still mix? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. It doesn't mean anything, but it did happen. Like I noted it. It happened. Oh, I you put say it. You, you know, you know, yeah. It necessarily means anything, but like uh, it happened. Yeah. I think,
2: I think it means absolutely nothing. Okay. But that, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the point I was going to make was that he looked good today. Uh, I thought he had, you know, some, I thought he looked explosive, uh, sharp cuts, good acceleration, and the one thing I noticed today, which is maybe a little weird, it's like his thighs are like super thick. Have you noticed that by any <laughs> chance? This is my thick no. thigh analysis, hashtag thick thigh analysis. Um, but I, he's in shape and uh, I, I thought he looked good uh, today. We dinged him like like I was about to say, uh, yet, not yesterday, but on Wednesday for the, you know, he caught the pass, but he like triple caught it. Um Which is concerning for his receiving ability or whatever. But as a runner, i I thought he looked, I thought he looked, you know, strong, fast, and agile today. Sure,
1: I agree with that. He was also
2: going up against
1: (laughs) the second team.
2: If this was a uh, like a six round rookie that that did what he did today, he it would be like the story of the day. I agree with that.
1: But we're used to him now. I'm not anti Miles Sanders. (laughs) I'm not not an anti Miles Sanders. I don't think I ever really have been. Um, Why do do you hate Miles Sanders, Brandon? Yeah. I think he has (laughs) really good running ability. I'm disappointed. I think it's not about thinking he's a bad player. I don't think anyone should think that. It's just that it's about opportunity cost and maxing out what you have. And I just don't think he's maxed out what he reasonably could be, especially in terms of. Oh, he's a frustrating player,
2: no doubt right
1: that's what i'm trying to and say and a polarizing so, player at that not today yeah not he was not frustrating today sure he was he was looking good as a runner um yeah that's all i've got
2: okay what's your next point
1: my next point i can't is wait to that... crap
2: all over whatever this is
1: <laughs> you have to get back back at me for it that's right um that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it was a weird practice in that, like, there weren't like I feel like a lot of major sweeping takeaways. I feel like you kind of have to like really you got to dig in. a little bit, yeah. Like AJ Brown, uh, he was a little more active today, I guess. He kind of up and down for AJ Brown. I would say he dropped a pass, I believe, in he seven did. on seven. Um, so that's not great. And as I mentioned in the first recap podcast, he also kind of he fumbled on the first day, so. For a guy who ranked 8th worst in drop rate last year, you kind of want to (laughs) see him hold on to the ball a little bit better and is like a big physical guy too. Um, But he did have a good catch on a post route, I believe, from Jalen Hurts. That was probably actually Jalen Hurts' best throw of the day. I guess like 30, 25, 30 yards down the field. Um, So that was good to see. Um, I guess someone who's kind of been a little bit quiet, we could say in terms of like just full-on dominating the offense, has been Devontae. Right, mm-hmm. is that fair to say? That's fair. It's it's two days. It's not like end of the world, but you know, it's not like he's taken over camp like you might see with a second year player, uh, in any given year. But
2: he's getting a lot of Darius Slay, which uh, you sure. know, he's he's got the best cornerback in the on the team, obviously, and you know, top ten ish kind of cornerback in the league. Uh, you know, sort of trailing him mostly where he's wherever he goes. So that affects it. It's I think. Course. Too
1: absolutely um think Carson Strong had a good throw today <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah he's got the best arm on the team by far I think mm-hmm. I mean maybe not by far but clearly the best arm on the team um yeah he threw a moon Deep throw to down Britain the left Covey. sideline I thought it was on the mark I, I saw others say that it was off I, I mean no it, I agree with that it hit him on the hands right Covey did not like properly track that slash finish the play it wasn't like
1: a drop but he didn't like live up to his end of the bargain, is how I would put it. I don't know how like, far that Strong throw gave him was, the chance.
2: but it was high.
1: It, <laughs> it had to be at least like 40, 50.
2: Like, uh, I don't, do you remember Jeff Blake? He sort of famously threw these super like high, deep balls. Uh, he was number like, 11, right? It looked like one, yeah, I think that's right. It looked like one of those to me. You know, one thing I wanted to bring mm. up actually was uh, Hassan Redick. um, who was dropping a lot in. Coverage, into coverage today, which if they're doing that in the games, like a, just a total waste of his most of his best skill, um, like what he's best at and also his most like the most valuable thing that he does. So I kind of get dropping him into coverage now because he knows how to rush the passer, so he doesn't necessarily need a lot of work doing that yeah he probably but and you know when they do have him drop into coverage um you're going to want to make sure that he's able to do it and you you know Mm. you want to make sure he's comfortable doing it so i can kind of get the idea of doing that a lot now but if he's dropping in the coverage regularly in real games like come on man why even why even sign him to this big contract what are you doing And then he said – also, also, Jonathan Gannon spoke at his uh, – he had a press conference this morning. (laughs) What did he say? Like, why – like, I don't know. What was the the question? I know the answer was basically he's good at dropping into coverage. so That's why we would have him do it. Do you know how that question was phrased?
1: Mm. I didn't. I didn't hear – I couldn't hear the question.
2: But the the answer was like, it was like, uh uh-oh, people aren't going to like hearing that. (laughs) We have him drop into coverage because he's good at it. And, you know, him dropping into coverage, That's you know, sometimes means that other players on the defense will will be freed up to make plays. And, yeah, I I don't I just can't see any logic behind not sending that guy at the quarterback on, you know, at least 80, 85, even more uh, percent of the snaps that he's on the field.
1: I'm looking at the transcript from Gannon's press conference. I guess uh, Zach Berman asked, uh, like, in what situations would it be advantageous for him to drop as opposed to going after the quarterback? And Gannon said he's a really good cover guy, so sometimes it's a matchup-driven thing. He knows that when he would be dropping, like all of our overhang players, there is a reason why we do that. Flexibility within the defense, depending on what the offense does, that's kind of the spacing we want to play, and it helps his teammates win some one-on-one battles. Ugh. So that's a process with all those guys we're figuring out right now. Here's my thing, Jimmy.
2: Don't think, overthink it.
1: Yeah, fans, <laughs> coaches alike can kind of fall into this trap of thinking, like we need to trick people. You know, because it's, it's, it's <laughs> right. I get it because it's fun right. when you run a trick play in offense and you do outsmart everyone. It looks good. It looks flashy and fun when you do outsmart everyone. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, how about just send or do the the predictable thing, but do it so well that they can't stop you. That's what I care (laughs) about more than tricking people is have the good player, the player who only four more players in the NFL, entire NFL, have more sacks in the past two seasons combined. How about just let that guy keep doing what he's doing in terms of rushing the passer and good things are going to happen in terms of him getting to the quarterback and knocking the ball out. Cause he can win very fast. Like we've talked about, we don't like how many times a season are you really going to be able to point to like Hassan Reddick dropping into coverage? And that was like the reason why this big play happened or we won the game. Like, <laughs> right, how many times right. are you really going to be able to do like, like like one or two, maybe yeah, I'll, I'll, almost, ball, I feel I'll like. ballpark it at zero. <laughs> okay. You put, we'll set the over under at 0. 0.5 yeah.
2: plays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Where, like, he makes a play because he dropped. Like, they throw him an interception or something like that. They have him drop Mm -hmm. into the right spot, like on a zone dog blitz or something. Uh, Or someone very smart, uh, you know, shows in a video how uh, some other player made a big play because Hassan Reddick dropped into coverage.
1: Oh, yeah. Quarterback, like, snaps the ball. He looks to throw where Reddick is going to be or where he doesn't think Reddick is going to be. And then he panics. And then because <laughs> Reddick is there and he holds on to the ball a beat too long. And then maybe Brandon Graham comes up and stripsacks him and or something like that. Yeah. Over
2: under on that is p- 0.5. Yeah, and the over under on him just sacking the quarterback or making a big play, forcing a fumble, right. um, hitting a quarterback and ball, you know, comes out weird and it's picked off. I'll set that over under at like, I don't know, eight. <laughs> yeah, right so maybe just do the thing that he does really well and also it's the way more important thing in football
1: Vic Fangio the former Denver Broncos head coach slash the group an Eagles fan a Dunmore Pennsylvania native uh was at practice today as a guest not as a you know like a coach in mm-hmm. any capacity but wouldn't mind hiring him as an assistant if I'm the Eagles and uh I think Denard Wilson would be the Eagles' defensive coordinator, as we've talked about mm-hmm. before. If something does happen to Gannon in terms of him either getting fired, promotion or, for
2: him recently too, by the way.
1: Yes, promoted to Eagles' defensive passing game coordinator, which he held that title with the Jets as well before he came to Philly. Mm-hmm. So kind of just you know added, probably added pay raise. Guessing not much changing in responsibility, kind of just more visibility too. Yeah, um, heightening his. Uh, Status Yeah, maybe an a, attaboy
2: like, for a job well done, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. as a
1: DC elsewhere in the league, too. If Ganon somehow stays, um, yeah, so I agree. Hopefully, you don't overthink it. Uh, all right, Jimmy, anything else before we take a break and get to our segments for today?
2: Yeah, uh, I had one more. What was it? Better um, figure it out. Hmm, well, oh, Andre, that, Andre quick Sachere, real okay. quick, had a pick, sure, of uh, I think that was Minchu, right. Um, yep, and I think we all assume that Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps are going to start, and Jakowski guitar is going to make the team. So mm-hmm. to me, they're not going to keep more than four safeties. I wouldn't think because it's not a position of strength. So why would you keep a bunch of guys that mm-hmm. like just aren't that great? Um, so it's, for me, it's between Sashere and uh, Kayvon Wallace for that fourth safety safety spot. We noted yesterday Kayvon Wallace had a had a rough day. Uh, Sashere had had a nice pick today. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You know, advantage so far, Andre Sashere.
1: Yeah, and Sashere has been like unquestionably a better special teams player mm-hmm. as well. And again, has the versatility to play backup nickel. Like has done that, and also I think believe believe has experience playing on the outside. Limited experience, can, he, I think he can almost play basically any. He has experience at all secondary spots. So yeah, to me it would be easy to keep him. And he's not like super old, if I'm not mistaken. No, right? He's, he's not he's like
2: relatively young. Yeah
1: like 26 or so it's not like he's like you know 30 and kvon wallace has more upside because he's younger no it's like it's it's not a it's it's a negligible difference i would say in terms of just keep the better player um and that's not Kevin wallace so far jimmy why don't we take a break here he's 26 to
2: answer your question just to be clear
1: yeah i thought so somewhere around there i want to give a quick shout out to our photographer for today, meaning our meaning BGN's uh one Holden Blanco who took pictures for us. We're gonna have you know like photo gallery and some stuff and some BGN pictures. Uh so that was really cool of Holden to come. Paul's dad, as you know, risk it all paul, the Instagram famous dog. Uh so shout out to Holden. You got to meet him today, Jimmy. Uh, he's a big listener of the pod, so I'm sure he appreciates appreciates this shout out. And we appreciate his work. So if you see any good nice pictures, on I met BGN, him today too. Yes, uh, look out for his stuff, does really good work. So quick plug for Holden and then A quick plug for Righteous Felon Craft Jerky Jimmy, which you could get by going to RighteousFelon.com and using discount code BGN20. 20% off. Why not do it now? Now is literally the best time, the biggest discount you can possibly get. BGN20 at RighteousFelon.com for 20% off the best meat snacks in the universe as voted on by God himself. Um, So... Uh, there you go,
2: Jimmy. Back after this.
3: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now, more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference.
1: Before we start our awards, you know, the MVP, LVP, all that good stuff, I have to announce that they are brought to you by one Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. How do you get in contact with Kristen Roach?
2: Her number is 856-906-9295 or you can go to RoachRealtors.com. Again, 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Some would say
1: Kristen Roach is the MVP, but, and she is. But for today's training camp MVPs, because, I mean, usually we start with the hurt stock report, but we both agree down, right? I mean, there's no, everyone agrees down. I don't think anyone who watched today's practice said he looked Yeah, he didn't have a good, good day. Yeah. It's a stock down for today. MVP has to be a guy that I've been waiting the whole pod to talk about. Didn't want to spoil it. I knew. I was guy. wondering
2: why you didn't mention him yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my guy, Mac McCain. He's basically the defensive version of my Jason Huntley. You know, I said it in our podcast right before training camp that I thought Kerry Vincent Junior would look better, but I'm a Mac McCain guy. That's my guy, and for a guy who has shown. St- Uh, chops on special teams as he did last year I believe he actually earned praise from Nick Sirianni at one point for that I think especially in the week 18 finale after that game if I'm not mistaken made some plays on defense today the first one where he had good closing speed and coverage in on Jalen Rager on a pass over the middle of the field knocked that bad boy up picked off by Davion Taylor and then I saw him have another pass breakup I believe uh on an out route later in practice um so you know he just makes plays to me mac mccain three getting the m v p for me today
2: <laughs> he had a good he had a good day he's my m v p too and uh wow, double up as a veteran podcaster, I didn't mention him because I knew you were going to and then you passed on and then i and then i realized oh he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna name him as m v p but yeah he had a, he had a great day um it's kind of uh an underrated fun thing to watch throughout training camp we know that Darius Slay, mm-hmm. uh, James Bradbury, Vontae Maddox are the top three. But then, as, the, you know, we've mentioned so many times on the podcast that these, you know, half dozen or so, actually even more than that now, uh, young cornerbacks that have been added to the roster over the last year. It'll be fun to see if, you know, one or two of those guys can emerge uh, during training camp this year. And, and Mac McCain had a big day today. So, yeah, I'm with you. He's the MVP, um, mainly because, I mean, not mainly because, you know, mainly because he had a good day, but uh, also because... He's probably not going to win another one. So uh, good good to get him one now early in camp.
1: I think the top three are solidified in terms of Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, like you said. Yeah. And then I think McPherson probably pretty clearly the four yeah. as well. The top guy off the bench on the outside. And then after that, fifth, sixth spots at cornerback up for grabs, I would say Kerry Vincent Jr. and Mac McCain are the two leading candidates for those spots right now. You don't, I don't think Tague Allen? No, I mean, I haven't seen anything from him, really. I haven't seen anything from Josiah Scott. I think the, all those got like a Josh Blackwell or Mario Goodrich, although Goodrich had a pass breakup today, but Josh Jobe, like all those guys I think are a step behind Kerry Vincent and Yeah, Mack those guys McCain. are barely
2: getting any reps at this point, Yeah, they'll, they'll get more as, as we get into camp a little further. Yes,
1: yeah, but I think it's right now between Vincent Jr. and Mac McCain, or possibly they just keep both, but I think those are the two guys to kind of who have emerged early on and are the ones to feel good about. Um, not maybe the most exciting thing. Cause like you said, they're, they're deep down the depth chart, but you know, Slay is getting older. Bradbury is here on a one year deal. So, you know, like they're, they, they you have to have an eye on the future and it's conceivable that if one of these guys can kind of emerge, but maybe not in a big role right now, but could be a future starter down the line. So worth paying attention to still, uh, my LVP is Jalen hurts because <laughs> I mean, I think he, uh, who else would you really give it yeah. to?
2: It's Yeah, he didn't. Ha- I mean, it's, it wasn't so much. A, it was a horrible day for him, really. Like I've seen starting quarterbacks have worse days than Jalen Hurts had today. For I sure. Agree. Like not. I mean, so I, I'm with you. Like, I don't know who else you would pick. You can maybe make an argument for Jalen Rager because he had a lot of passes come his way that either ended I mean, up. If you want to do that, that's fair. <laughs> if you if you like if that, that either ended up in the hands of a defensive player or on the ground. I don't know yeah. if he had any. Did he have any catches at all? today i don't remember
1: him having any catches i only remember bad things happening whenever you know he what was i
2: am gonna I, i'm gonna go okay. I'm, I'm gonna go jalen rager because I, I i don't I, think, i'm glad yeah it's not it's it's harsh to give hurts a double lv yeah because it wasn't really it wasn't that bad of a day and i don't think that i agree properly represents the kind of day that he had like it was a bad day but not horrible yeah. so yeah i'll take uh jalen rager for my for my lvp <laughs> today
1: <laughs> who could have guessed that only two days in the training camp jalen rager would have <laughs> Only one LVP. Um, yeah, it's weird. Rager's really been an afterthought in this training camp, and understandably so, because he's not in the starting lineup anymore, and the Eagles aren't, like, you know, really banking on him being anything. Yeah. Like, the way they were at this time last year, uh, which you would think would help him maybe out a little bit. And, like you said, he was solid on day one in the red zone, but as soon as he opened up the field today, I mean, just was not, again, any time... The ball was thrown his way. Something not good was happening. And I think that is not mere coincidence. Do
2: you think they'll trade him? Do you think they'll be able? First of all, do you think they'll be able to trade him? And then do you think it'll actually happen? I just don't
1: understand how you keep him as wide receiver five. Like, you're not getting value out of that spot. See, he's the, not helping you in special
2: teams. The problem is somebody, like, you might not find anyone that wants to take him at his, at his salary.
1: You can't trade, like, you know, him and a seventh <laughs> for a sixth. He might like, have you negative value. That. Okay, then why not trade <laughs> him for? I don't. There has to be something. You have to do something because the cap savings I feel like would be worth it. Because when you trade him, no, wait, when you no, when you trade him, you get uh, like it's like 13k, I believe. So it's barely anything, but you're not taking the loss that you would if you cut him. So at least it would kind of minimize some of the damage there.
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's a huge, it's a huge cap hit. <laughs> like they can't afford it. You know, right. it's all guaranteed salary. So if you dump him, that guaranteed salary goes to somebody else or if you dump him, yes. in a trade. But like I, they can't cut him, I don't think he's just going to kind of sit on the roster if they can't trade him.
1: Maybe he has to be part of like a bigger trade, like you know, you, you're making, like you just kind of he's a throw-in, basically, yeah. and it doesn't. Like and someone's it, like, okay, and
2: it looks like the team that, that acqu- it's acquiring him <laughs> is getting him, like, uh, like that, like it looks like it's value to them, but when really it's right, it's value to the Eagles to get rid of them.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna have to be maybe something like that. All right, I so. can see that.
2: <laughs> I just it just doesn't make sense to keep him on the
1: team. Doesn't to me. I know the money, but like it just doesn't make sense. If you're trying to field the best football team, he's not one of the best fifty-three, right?
2: I mean he's definitely not one of the best fifty-three right now.
1: All right. Uh play of the day. I already tipped my hand here. I have the Kaiser White blowing up yep. uh, a play for a sack. I just thought the the closing speed specifically was very impressive to me. It's not the first time I've ever seen a linebacker you know, fly into the backfield like that or blow up a screen or something. I've seen that, you know, decent amount. DJ Edwards just did it in the first practice. But for him to, Hertz he didn't even get the ball off. You know, a lot of times quarterback, I feel like gets the ball off, especially because he knows he can't be hit. Like yeah. Hertz was dead to rights. He couldn't even get the ball off because Kaiser White closed on him that fast. So that's my play of the day. What about you?
2: Mine's the Avante Maddox interception. Sure. Um, again, we met, we mentioned it was a bad throw, ill-advised throw, whatever, whatever you want to call it. It was all of the above. But Avante Maddox made a great play on that too. Like he went way up and yeah. uh, and 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 caught. And I mean, he high pointed that thing. I think it was in, like in my notes. I said I, I wasn't even totally sure who that was intended for. It, in Dallas Goddard's uh, post practice press conference, he said that was for him because mm-hmm. he was remarking on how good of a play that you know his good buddy uh, Avante yeah. made. Um, but yeah, that, that was a that, that was a very athletic uh, interception by, by Avanti Maddox on that play.
1: I agree. And I did think it was Goddard if anyone, but it wasn't sure. It was not very yeah. clear. A lot <laughs> of bodies in the area. There was a lot, lot, of, lot of
2: defenders there.
1: <laughs> All right, Jimmy, any other final thoughts before we sign off today?
2: Uh, no, I'm going to, I'm going to spare mine for tomorrow, I believe.
1: Okay. So again, the Eagles practice tomorrow, according to this on Friday,
2: Afternoon. Oh, I'm sorry. I do. Have, sorry. I do have one quick final thought. Wow. Sorry. We No, it's uh, too late. You can't say I, it. <laughs> I did uh, an interview with uh, with uh, Jeff McLean on the uh, mm-hmm. on the sideline this morning while they were stretching and whatnot. Um, it's a, it's good. <laughs> like, listen to it. It's uh, I think it's I think it's a funny episode. Jeff probably says uh, a little more than he mm. should have. Uh, I said I definitely said more than I probably should have. Uh, but it's like 25 minutes long. It's uh it's a it's a good episode for sure. Go check that out too.
1: Some really punchy stuff happening on the <laughs> Jimmy interview series for BGN radio. And uh had some technical difficulties in terms of sending the files to Rachelle, our wonderful editor here at BGN radio. So that podcast did not go up during practice. Like, you know, we're targeting most of those episodes mm-hmm. too. Um, it's dropping. It actually dropped as the time of we're recording this podcast at four twelve right now. It it's is. It's been up for about an hour, I think. Yeah. So in case like you missed that, because this one's about to drop close to that too. That's a good, another good highlight by you just a or shout out by you to just, you know, make sure you don't miss that one and check that out. Uh, and check out our practice notes at bleedingyournation.com and com. We do the podcast, but it's not like we're just reading the notes, too. There's, I think there's more nuance and, and maybe different details that we might not mention in our notes that we will hear mm-hmm. or vice versa. So there's value in listening to both. It's not like we're literally just, you know, reading the, the notes on the podcast. So we appreciate you riding with us, rocking with us especially it's a Friday evening. The Eagles are practicing we lose sense of all days in training camp. Time doesn't become real anymore, Um, but they will practice again on Saturday morning at 10 AM. We'll have coverage of that for you on Saturday evening. And as I said, they'll be off on Sunday. So that's, what's coming up. I always like to look ahead here. I think Sirianni be talking on Saturday morning. So we'll hear from him again for the second time in training camp. Check out Righteous Fallon Craft Turkey discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. Check out Kristen Roach of RoachFielders.com by calling or texting this phone number if you want to buy, sell, or rent a house.
2: 856-906-9295.
1: Rate, review, subscribe to BGN, all that good stuff. Check out the SB Nation NFL show. Follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton and Instagram at Brandon Gowton. On Twitter, you can find Jimmy at, at Jimmy Kemsky at BGN underscore radio for the Twitter account at bleeding green for the BGN Twitter account at bleeding green Insta for the bleeding green nation, Instagram account, a lot of handles and things to plug here on BGN. because we've got so much going on and it's all great. And you should check it out because it's the best and you're the best for being here with us. Am I right about that, Jimmy? Absolutely. All right, there we go. So let's wrap this up and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Goodbye,
0: everybody.
2: G G N